unidentifiable flying object. The UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be one thing. A UFO. everybody welcome to ufo know the show where we break down science fact from science fiction aliens ufos the paranormal are they all connected is it something more project blue beam i'm just gonna throw out keywords like that you need to smoke nine packs of cigarettes abductees and then you can do that you yeah. haven't done enough throat damage yet to mm, yep. i tried i tried to do man. it one man yeah i tried to do enough throat damage i <laughs> i tried real hard man real hard i took the biggest brats you could find that's <laughs> <laughs> barbecue season folks barbecue sweet baby rays man it makes a good throat lube anyway so thanks for joining the show uh, once again, if you are joining, if you this is the first episode you got in on, boy, what a treat. Uh, if you've been following along the whole time, thanks, guys, very much. Guys, ladies, everything in between, thank you very much for listening to the show. Appreciate the support. And uh, I'd love to hear from you, both me and Mike. We'd love to hear from you guys. So um, I've been throwing my email out on the show notes. And uh, so, yeah, get in touch. Hit us up. We're now on Facebook. Motherfuckers, we're on Facebook now. UFO No Podcast. Look us up, hit us up, message us, and uh, we'll we'll get back to you with whatever. Probably well, lies. You got, you got questions, things you want us yeah. to comments. You want to tell us fuck off? That's cool. Yeah, I mean we get. I'll that take a middle every finger. now and again. Yeah, yeah. that's whatever. That's right. So, anyways, but thank you once again for tuning in the show, and uh, so we got a great one. Uh, but before we get started, I want to make sure to say, hey, uh, share this episode. I always mention the crazy guy down the block. I know you got one. Everybody does, especially now. Certainly like now. Uh, but anyways, go share the episode. And grandma is going to love us. I just know it. I just know it because she loves when we say fuck. And so do you. So share it. It, it would make for a great Christmas episode, actually. This one. Yeah, it will. It will. Uh, anyway, so uh, once again, share the episode and uh, help us spread the word about our wonderful show. And uh, here we go. So we're going to talk about uh, a theory oh. that. Uh, so if you're not familiar with shamanism, um, shamanism is basically the spiritual healing nature. Okay. Native American generally believe, you know, in touch with animals and nature and. Yeah. All of that. Okay. It's an ancient healing tradition and a way of life. The teachings of shamanism focus on our connection to nature and promote the well-being of all creation. Essential aspects of shamanic life include journeying, ceremony, sacred dance, and pilgrimages to places of power in nature. So, and also... Um, peyote uh, and such. Yeah, so that's a big part of, I believe, what they're talking about, the journey. I mean, maybe they're maybe well, that's the no, PC it, version, it, but... Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that's usually the deal. Like, oh, you and some guide go out into the middle of the desert or 
somewhere out in nature, you know, camp somewhere, do this peyote, and then you're just kind of like dehydrate out there in yeah. the desert. And I don't know, hallucinate either by the drug that they're on or dehydration. Well, and there's even been, uh, it takes a lot longer than drugs, but there's even been people that have found that there's a certain type of yoga that you can do that. And really meditation, you can get to a psychedelic point with just yeah. meditation. It's really about, can you know, it's, it's about training your mind. So yeah. uh, it, it, in fact, you know, what I call day trippers, which are people that just, you know, trip on the regular, um, like uh, Paul Stamets uh, and what's the other guy? Dennis McKenna. Uh, they practice the art of tripping. So they like take hero's journeys, which is like five grams. What do you do for a living? I trip balls. Dude, I mean, you should hear that some is... of the stories that they have. It's crazy. So, And they all have one thing in common, which is they all say that there is a spirit guide in mushroom properties that guide you through the experience if you give yourself to the experience that when you get to what they call the hero's journey there is something there an entity there that they call the plant goddess or the or the, something like that yeah the whole guy uh, yeah mother and so that that principle. gives you some kind of message um and then like with DMT which is you know something that your brain actually produces that's which been is, I was know, just synthesized and turned into a drug, which is called the spirit molecule. I would say ninety nine percent of people that have taken DMT, especially that have had you know what I would call a hero's journey, uh, which is massive doses, a very long distance experience, have claimed to meet beings. And maybe so, that is what I was gonna say is maybe that's with these shamanistic journeys that whatever drug they're taking uh, would open up the ability for their brain to say put off the DMT based on whatever they're visualizing and seeing and because they believe in more of the nature and whatever being out and about that's why say Native Americans are seeing like spirit animals mm -hmm. and things like that because it's what they associate with it's uh, your mind just expanding and relating it to you and however you're comfortable I suppose yeah, so. really. I, and if you give yourself to the Well, I mean, experience. you think about the DMT that the scientists and stuff usually is what they're talking about doing, right? Like, they do it, and then it's, whoosh, they're in space in, like, some of these celestial-like entities, waves of light, things of that nature. Yeah. As compared to in the shamanistics, it's more Earth-based. Like, I was in this oh, forest, yeah, and yeah. I, I met the wolf mother, and this and that, and, you know. Sure. Well, so, in different molecules, different compounds, different mm -hmm. drugs. Yeah. Uh, and they I, all I have just a different. Wonder yeah. If the DMT plays a role, like <clears throat> the highly concentrated, that it's more like the flash that we're seeing the whoosh, and then you're yeah. going on a whatever a crazy trip journey. But with these other ones, you hear them like three, four days out in the desert sort of mm -hmm. thing. So a much lower, a much more coherent, maybe, uh, trip. Yeah to where they can experience it over the course of time and that's why they're like oh it's it comes from when you're wandering in nature just giving yourself to the and that's how you experience you know oh the you know the goddess of the water or the river or the whatever the it might be salmon god <laughs> the salmon god well some ufo researchers claim that being abducted by aliens can actually be compared with these shamanic initiation experiences in traditional societies 
in that both types of experience may be similarly transformative, leading to a more spiritual or animistic worldview, a deep concern for the environment and the development of paranormal abilities such as healing. So there has been, I don't know about the healing part, but with some of these, you know, mushroom properties like psilocybin and DMT, there's actually been, um, and I use this word discretionary, uh, well, with discretion as in that the claims are that they have been curative for PTSD, curative for things like anxiety, well, schizophrenia. I, I can't, you can't really dismiss it if there's no, cases you, no, where that's the not. only major variable. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than like a lot of the Eastern medicines and stuff that we couldn't do anything with surgery over here or whatever, and yet somebody's taking like starfish grindings or whatever yeah. in a dehydrated jar and they add that to their tea every day and they cured cancer or something. Yeah. You know, it's it, maybe it's whatever your body needed to put off the extra that you were missing or whatever the case. Our bodies are very resilient. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, if it's come down to the healing properties, I mean, it's trauma and stuff well before medicine living out there in the uh, desert and stuff, just yeah. grinding up random herbs and stuff like that to paste. I mean, it kept them alive just fine. Well, there is a lot of speculation that in ancient cultures, psychedelics were used to communicate with their gods, which in their belief systems was sky people. Mm. or oh, aliens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is that this is this this theory is that there is no difference between a spiritual experience and an abduction. That they're saying that it is one and the same. Mm. It's different senses that are utilized to pick up one. One is a physical response mm. and one is a mental response. And so they're saying that it's just different things. So there was this guy, this physicist, Paul Davies, mm-hmm. um, and in 95 he wrote, The discovery of life beyond Earth would transform not only our science, but also our religions, our belief systems, and our entire worldview. For in a sense, the search for extraterrestrial life is really a search for ourselves, who we are and what our place is in the grand sweep of the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely on a leaning towards a panspermia. Mm-hmm. So. so the question is whether alien abductees that are interviewed have had spirit ex- similar experiences to shamanic experiences like these initiation experiences where they go into a very hallucinogenic state. They, they need to be guided, um, all this stuff. So the similarities... And the differences are, it's kind of crazy. crazy. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, when we were talking about uh, one of the last episodes when we were discussing, I think it was probably during one of the abduction things when they're on board. That's right. It was the faceless people not talking or what, or the nobody was talking. And when the guy was on board the ship sort of thing. Yeah. And we were talking about whether it was government uh, doing kind of MK Ultra stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, so what if, in a similar sense, instead of it being necessarily MK Ultra, because it's no not a lot different, LSD being similar to like peyote and things of that nature in the hallucinogenic manner, <coughs> um, 
if abductees were drugged at some point with whatever similar substance to release, maybe DMT, an overexposure of it into your system to where stressful circumstances and stuff like that are kind of over-exaggerated in your mind, like UFOs just like several helicopters hovering down, military was just like, blow, you know, hit them with this shit. And then they see all these helicopters and they're like, whoa, all I saw was crazy lights and everybody's just like UFO. That's the only thing that we have that's not of our own making that people think about. I mean, what nobody's like, oh, you know, there were three actual, I could tell they were miniature moons that were rotating around each other. No, it's all fuzzy balls of light or usually, oh, it was a big saucer with a bunch of different lights on it. Yeah. So, it, you know, it could be, you know, the spotlights from helicopters or those stealth choppers and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, just with the witnesses being drugged up and then they can't fully recall what they've been through or whatever or only some details are coming back and they're exactly. exaggerated because when you think about, oh, like the men in black thing, like when they say that they thought they might be aliens themselves or they're a part of some whatever, they all look the same or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked about possible clone-like scenario with exactly that. But in a drugged-up state, uh, if you're drugged through like a military barrack and all the guys are, I don't know, six foot to six foot three, 250 to 280 pounds and all wearing the same fucking uniform, <laughs> maybe they're going to look pretty similar to you in a drugged-up state. Well, and we've talked about MK Ultra and how... They used psychedelic drugs to take advantage of people. So now you reverse, you take away that victim aspect. And now you have a willing participant in a shamanic experience, somebody who is exactly. going to a or shaman. the scientists yeah. in there. So uh, now GMT you have, experience. yeah, so now you have. You're getting enlightened senses because you're in a pleasant mood. And we yeah. do know that hallucinogenics do base on your mood. Don't be a pissy person and go try <laughs> shrooms. Yeah. Because no, you're going to have true, a bad yeah. fucking trip. Exactly. You're in a bad mood. So if these scientists are going in this with an enlightened mind or these Native American peoples going and, you know, they spent their whole childhood being raised on these spiritual principles that they, you know, pray to the sun, pray to the the giant hawk that flies around or whatever yeah uh that they happen to do and then they grow up fully believing this having that purpose in their minds and in their hearts when they're sent out on these journeys that their parents and grandparents and their grandparents all said we did the same shit yeah we did the same thing we saw these and then you go and do it the power of suggestion but it is willful ingestion of these things knowing that you're going to have some sort of experience uh, you're going into that. If you're, you glance up and there's nine choppers in the sky and then you're hit with a canister of, oh shit, I'm going to hallucinate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe not as prepared and you're going to panic. Bad trip. It's like the uh, Batman scenario with the scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. Kind of kind of like that. Like the fear yeah. gas sort of the thing. Gas, like yep. you're freaking out. But even going into that, it still caused the panic, forced the adrenal glands to 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 flare up and panic yep uh but i suppose in the similar sense but it'd be with the dmt or whatever uh to cause this almost like life flashing before your eyes type experience 
I mean, when you think about that, right before you're almost going to die, oh, I saw my whole life flashback. Yeah, that's another aspect that's, of it is that that idea that the same molecules are all going on, the same chemicals DMT are all being released. released at the same time as a near-death experience, as a lot of times a hallucinogenic trip. Yeah, it's like and the way that cases, your mind copes. Yeah. And also, you know, the, the depiction of a violent alien abduction versus a peaceful one mm-hmm. could also be frame of mind. Is exactly. someone so? So let's, for example, How cooperative let's take, were you with what you came well, across? Well, let's let's think about it this way, okay? If somebody is a religious person, for instance, mm-hmm. hypothetically, okay. let's say that now they are more open to the concept of death and moving on to a better place. To me, I don't think they're they're going to be nearly as frightened. No, if they, if they wake up somewhere of... bright. Now, yeah. so it might be a little bit more, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, then you that... have the other people that are not as open, or maybe just you have people that are open to more experiences. Mm. Like, you know, and this brings me back to the idea of frequency, is that, look, clearly our brains, our eyes, our senses are all tuned to read frequencies, a certain frequency of light, a certain frequency of of sound and all, all those things and we know that there are frequencies out there that clearly we cannot tune into visible or hearable by us yeah like and even so we know just even a dog can hear yeah. this frequency that we can't it's that idea of mo- like we had talked about earlier multiple dimensions mm-hmm. you know which is are they all in a different frequency and that's why we can't tune in or see or them are they all on one that, plane maybe that would be yeah because if they're all on one plane then that would still be the one technical dimension, I guess, just only visible. But that would also mean that physically we can't seem to interact with them. Yeah. So instead so, of even if where our eyes could process, what is our carbon-based form not able? Maybe possibly it'd be like the split between this energy that all the scientists or Chinese religions talks about, the chakra, the ether, the yep, whatever. The chi. Yeah. If that's, because uh, that's supposed to it's be. It's tuning your mind and your body the same frequency so to be similar, on the same. Similar thing. So maybe I mean, it can, look, separated. we might interpret it as a feeling of oneness, mm. wholeness, yeah. peace, calm, whatever. But what's really going on there, if you look at it from a, a, a physical standpoint, is that your molecules are lining up. and So you're basically, everything's going in the same direction. And your 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 whole body is connected to itself in a way that most people don't don't do, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the difference of like being open to an experience and not being open to an experience. And therefore, like a trip, like a psychedelic mm-hmm. trip, you have bad trips and you have good trips. Mm-hmm. It would be similar, but the you know, let's talk about what's called the electromagnetic spectrum, which is basically. Um, the light spectrum in which we, you know, we can pick up. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, the Hubble telescope can view objects in ultraviolet mm-hmm. and infrared light. Um, which and obviously we cannot. We cannot. Um, and so the electromagnetic spectrum describes all of the kinds of light, including those the human eye can't see. In fact, most of the light in the universe we can't see. Yeah, or process. Um, the light we can see is made up of individual colors of the rainbow, represents only a very small portion of the electromagnetic spectrum. Other types of light include radio waves, 
microwaves, infrared radiation, ultraviolet rays, x-rays, and gamma rays, Mm -hmm. all of which are imperceptible to human eyes. All light or electromagnetic radiation travels through space at 186,000 miles per second, the speed of light. Astronauts had talked about occasions where through their helmets or through blinders, uh, somebody was like up there doing some maintenance or something on the outside of the vehicle, uh, complained about loss of vision, uh, and they had put blinders on him at another time when he, they sent him out there like it was like a flash like you know when you get those little white flashes yeah sort of thing okay so it was like that but intense uh according to whoever this guy was uh and so they put these weird blinders like just all over the front and then they sent him out there and told him to you know say something if he saw anything and it still pierced through there they found out that was either gamma or x-rays that were piercing that are just flying around in space that are still causing damage but not visible to us. So wow. they're just invisibly flying around out there. Yeah. That would be some of the reasons why uh, spacewalks are dangerous and stuff like that, because these things are just Oh, the radiation, of oh, yeah. All that, yeah, the X-ray, yeah. all that sort of thing. You think an X-ray machine's, you know, worried about that when you get it, if you don't have the blockage, the little lead blanket thing. Yep. But out in space, you know, I can't imagine those rays are less powerful Oh no! The, cause, the radiation alone, explosions, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Who knows how far away it was? How long it's been going? What it's yeah. picked up on the way? How sort of mutated energy? If it's even possible, we don't know shit about that. Yeah. Well, and that's so that you know, if you are uh, if you are a civilization that's been around for billions of years, let's say. Mm. There is a theory that, you know, if they had been around for billions of years, they would have put their mark all over the universe. But seeing as the universe is as massive as we believe it is. Well, and it's the whole constant expansion. Like, things are getting farther away. Exactly. It could be billions of years before we ever see another civilization. Just saying, if there's a civilization that was a billion years old, they're not at the same place in the universe that they were when they started a billion years ago. They have progressed further outward in this expansion. Yeah. So they're even farther away from us. So when people are like, well, how haven't we... It's, It's not as if they were just, you know, right next door. It's like there's... The Grand Canyon is splitting between us and just stretching a little bit more Yeah. every year. So at some point, by the time they're civilized enough and we're civilized enough to be able to do shit about it, we're out of range. You know, billions yep. of years of evolution. So it's it not to mention the chaos that is just every celestial system everywhere. Shit flying every which way. Who knows what has or hasn't been destroyed. Sheer luck of the draw. Yeah, you're at the early stages where you're not advanced enough to make it to space, and something hits the planet, boom, done. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we don't even know about it because we don't have technology enough to see that far. Yeah. So there's so many things when they're like, "Oh, well, they should be further ahead," or this and that. You don't know. You don't know what resources their planet has. We're addicted to electricity. We yeah, are exactly. straight up addicted Fossil to all fuels, electrons, electricity. Yeah. Which only goes so far. And that's just how we figured out how to use it because we have these natural resources, the minerals that we have on this planet, the things that we're able to do with those things. If you're on a different planet where they're not carbon-based life, 
but they are some other sort of life, then they wouldn't have been focusing as heavily on the carbon-based things as solidified materials as we do. They, I can't imagine they would need to have ever made iron or steel or anything like that like we did. They would have found other uses for them. We found this and be like, this is what we know. We don't know every single possible thing that every metal is made of. We're only capable of heating stuff up to a certain point. We don't know everything about what you should and shouldn't mix and what quantities or whatever to do things like that. So who knows on how it had been advanced. It's basically an entirely different evolutionary timeline. Yeah. It's not only would they have their bodies be formed differently based on whatever their surroundings, even if it's very close to ours, but their sun puts off a different light. Or as you're saying here, uh, they perceive differently than us. Like, you know, whatever they say, like a fish crawled out of the water, became monkeys, became us, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe instead of it starting with a fish, you know, that's just the dominant thing here. How many species were extinct along the way and they just didn't make it? So if any one of those had excelled on the evolutionary timeline of just ours, what would that be, let alone in a completely different atmosphere and ecosystem? Well, and like like you'd said, and this is other theories that they talk about, is what if, okay, so like one of my favorite theories is what if they started with um, electromagnetic propulsion? That was their first invention it, yeah, instead I of mean, fire. You know, so like we started with fire and then we realized that, oh, well, if we blow stuff up and use the momentum, we can move things. Mm -hmm. Well, what if they were like, well, yeah, if you use the force, the the uh, basically the nature of gravity mm -hmm. to propel you and to create this field of gravity around you, you you're capable of all. So if that was their starting point, mm -hmm. then, you know. How they progress, where'd they go? I Jesus, mean, a million years later. Yeah. But so there's this theory called, and I like this one, it's called the dark forest theory. Okay. And the dark forest theory is described as this. Every civilization is an armed hunter stalking through the trees like a ghost, gently pushing aside branches that block the path and trying to tread without sound. Even breathing is done with care. The hunter has to be careful because everywhere in the forest are stealthy hunters like him. If he finds another life, another hunter, angel, or a demon, a delicate infant to tottering old man, a fairy or demigod, there's only one thing he can do, open fire and eliminate them. The Dark Forest Theory states that our galaxy does contain civilizations in abundance described in the Drake Equation, mm. oh, which we'll go into the Drake Equation too, but these civilizations have still intentionally foregone communicating with others out of fear that other civilizations might destroy them. The theory also states that civilizations may not have practiced this caution have already been destroyed under such circumstances. Entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Entirely possible, because if it's in a much further corner of the universe than we are, and somebody happened to stumble across them, and unless we... I mean, we put off so much communication yeah. and put it out there uh, that if they were out there, they are long past the technology where they even have receivers for that. Yeah, and like the Drake like equation not, was simply a qu an equation that... <clears throat> 
type zero, one, two, three. Civ- yeah, it was like yeah. the probability estimate of the number of intelligent civilizations in the galaxy is mm-hmm. is what it was. But and that's still and I don't care what scientist, whatever, how much human nature you have studied this would be in reference to something other than human nature so you can really only speculate yeah you know what we would do if we were this or that or this but you have no idea what somebody that is nowhere near here and learned everything differently exactly life is exactly like ours because that's all you can relate to yep and then imagination but i guarantee whatever if we ever find anything out there it is not what we thought it was going to be yeah it's i mean you don't have any idea well and we're okay so we we're in one galaxy in the universe mm-hmm. you know our galaxy is estimated to be 2.3 million uh light years oh wait no that's not right years old is that what you're going for oh no no the andromeda galaxy is is which is our next closest galaxy is two point three million and we're in years the Milky away. Way. Yeah. yeah, and we're in the Milky Way. So it's a hundred thousand light years across. That's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. But that's the, based our on Milky our Way galaxy. Speed, so yeah, all exactly. of that could be changed if like for real, if their uh, propulsion technology was much more advanced than ours, what is stopping them from calling that three miles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We came up with these scales. Yeah. They didn't. They might not even care about math. They might not care whatsoever. They might have just been able to eyeball it. It's not the first time a person has been good at something yeah. that they didn't have to measure. Just like, oh, how'd you do that? I don't know. Just always been able to. You know, even if it's something as stupid as mixing a, an alcoholic drink, you know, yeah. some people go and do that little, you know, bartender school or whatever. Yeah. Some people are just good at it. What if this civilization is just innately good at eyeballing stuff like that? So they never had to bother and be like, oh, this is three quarts of this, one part that, you know, mixture like that. Maybe they're just like dumping a cup in there and this, some of their, and they're like, eh, whatever, it's cool. <laughs> and we're overthinking it down to the absolute point zero 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 one of a <laughs> of a number and they're just like free rolling it. Yeah. Okay. We have called it. 2.3 billion light years, but they're like, oh, we we could be there in 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, supposedly my, there's... The gas a, station I frequent is farther yeah. away than your guys' stuff. You guys just aren't on my way to work. Well, the idea that if they are folding space and or therefore have, have either, you know, have either discovered a way to utilize wormholes, which are theorized to be holes in space... Mm-hmm. Or black holes, which are said to basically nobody knows what's on the other end of a black yeah, hole. It yeah. could be like a sink that's just I'm, I'm run, convinced that swirling no down the drain. Other side of a black hole it, is all. Is I mean, where who I'm looking. I don't think it's a hole that goes to somewhere else. I think that it is a hole that is imploding. No different than like a planet imploding in on itself. This is a black hole that is constantly crushing inward with such high gravity that anything towards it is compressed into nothing. I do not believe that you're transported somewhere else, and I think that anybody that wants to freely sign up for that mission to go and prove me wrong, I would love it, but I'm not going to be the guy on that ship and be like, yeah, no, let's pop can crush me. Yeah, We can't make it to the bottom of the ocean. You cannot <laughs> study a black hole yet. Yeah. Okay, so don't sit well, here. Well, we know more about the that. sky, I believe, at this point than we do about our own exactly. oceans. Exactly, due to that sheer crushing force, yeah. which is nothing compared to what a black hole puts off. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
so much less. Yep. And we can't do that. <laughs> well, with with roughly a billion stars in our galaxy and roughly a uh, hundred billion galaxies out there the probability and that's basically what the drake equation uh, drake equation breaks down is the yeah, probability the that there are yeah. other civilizations out there and the likelihood of us running into them like we said the next closest galaxy is 2.3 million light years o- or years away so i think that that statement needs to be revised into the odds of us getting to them yeah are low cuz we do not know if there is a them and if there is what they're capable of. Yeah. We don't know how fast they can move. Well, well this idea that there's a galactic federation, right. I think <laughs> that thing that we were talking about. Yeah, last I time. think yeah. He, here's why <laughs> I becoming less and less convinced that that's a thing is simply because out of all that space it would be it would be really convenient if they were within our own galaxy or if they i don't think that it would be that they would be just oh they happen to be here and if it is and they call it a galactic federation maybe they're as small-minded that they haven't reached the entire universe oh that's true so that a they're just like you civilization. know yeah everybody plants their flag somewhere and this so is maybe mine. the so maybe Anunnaki is yeah, maybe that is just be. one ancient race out of billions of ancient races exactly and they just happen to make it furthest in our neighborhood so imagine the idea that there are all these multiverses mm-hmm. within or i yeah. mean the the numbers are mind-blowing when you it's when infinite. you if, when you if think you're going to entertain the idea of a multiverse literally anything is well, possible when you think and 100- nothing needs explained about anything ever yeah. Yeah. Is it all can and cannot happen? So you think a billion stars in our galaxy, a hundred billion galaxies in the universe, and then a multiverse. Right. That's theory. one reality. That's one reality. So the idea that so now you take well, a civilization that hypothetically let's let's use some is three universes away and they've learned how to not only cross dimensions but cross dimensions and also be able to explore each individual dimension within itself through light. So therefore, they would be manipulating not only free- wavelengths, frequency, mm-hmm. but space and time, well, which is all just frequency and in itself. I mean, really, if you think about it, all that space is and all we are and everything is is just energy signatures that are clustered together due to bindings of different molecules through frequency yeah right i mean you could literally uh what what was that thing that we were looking at where they were like um doing things with the human body with sound wasn't it with sound yeah well you were talking about in blue beam that they were going to manipulate things through frequency and stuff like that yeah um but i mean we experience music uh, aromatherapy, things like that, that would all be similar to the thing that if done on a different frequency. And we know for a fact we can. That's why certain sounds are used. That's all sonar testing is. Yeah. They do launch a sonar weapon underwater, and that's when you see a whole fucking lot of beached whales. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, there's there's theories out there that you can heal with sound, with certain, certain frequencies frequency. that you can destroy Vibrate with certain frequencies. Absolutely. Certain sort of thing. It would be kind of like the Flash, like his... Yeah. Superpower set. Like he can 
vibrate his molecules so fast that things just pass right through him because they just move around it rather than ever being pierced or touched or anything like that. Same thing could be in the sense that speeding up your molecules could accelerate like the healing process. Like if you think that it's just like when you cut yourself and it's hot yeah, and you can feel that that's the healing process starting itself. So if, I don't know, you could manipulate your molecules to be healing yourself like that, then... I mean, you're out. you can do anything. You literally, unless there's a certain point of damage that has to be met, and then you can't do anything about that. But at the point that you can manipulate time, space, all frequencies, and things like that, I mean, wouldn't anything be possible? You could just make anything. shit appear out of out of air if you understood enough. Well, even quantum mechanics, the theory of quantum mechanics, the says whole ether that plane. Yeah, that anything is possible. Like anything, the yes, the probability would be astronomical. However, the possibility is there that, like this table that we have in front of us right now, could just disappear if the molecules all aligned appropriately. Mm-hmm. That that the theory is that anything, anything ever at any time is possible because it's all with molecules. So if, if well, that would be the theory of the multiverse. Exactly. Would be that, say... At any given moment, you, all reality at it like a timeline. Like yeah. every decision you've ever made. If you drew two lines every time you had a decision made, hey, I'm hungry, do you want pizza or burgers? And you're like, pizza, boom, that's the one we're on. Yeah. But... Entirely know, different You timeline. could also have done burgers, and then every decision from there is also split. And then yeah. every decision from there is also split. So any possibility of what you became, even if you were all... And that's all under the basis that... You exist because your parents could have and could have not had you. And there's two different alternate timelines. So if you go to however many, a large percentage are going to be where you never existed because your parents never did that because they were never their parents because their parents never had them. So anything is possible. It just leads it to be that nothing ever needs explained. You can just be like, well, it is. (laughs) That's the answer to everything. Yeah. It is. Because, yeah, somewhere, somewhere that happened. Yeah. It's, and if you can bounce in between those it would have to have under that same principle of the multiverse of every split being a separate reality that if you could travel between those you'd also be causing additional extra realities because if i go from you went pizza and uh, you know i in burger land (laughs) uh came up with a way to jump between things and now i'm in here with pizza now there's that split, too, where I did and didn't come up with that shit. So the one where I did, every jump from there is also another split in a reality, causing several more multiverse, which means that infinite things are happening all the time because that's just you. That's just one person's split after split after split over just pizza or burgers. What is the big deal with CBD and will it really work for me? Hi, this is Ben with Clarkston CBD Company. CBD has certainly made a big impact and can sound too good to be true. Let us show you how CBD really works and can help your body work for itself. We specialize in CBD. Come in today or call ahead for pickup or delivery. 208-790-8226. Clarkston CBD Company, 408th Street across from Walmart. Stay healthy. You know, so imagine not, the 13 billion what years color of, of crayons you did, what shirt you put on that day, what pair of shoes, how you tied your laces, whether you fucking picked your nose that morning. <laughs> All of those things cause extra realities. That seems like the fabric of time and reality is is not as 
fragile as they make it out to seem. Yeah. It seems pretty fucking resilient to me. Splits like amoeba. Yeah. So that would be the only way that if the multiverse was possible, you can do whatever the hell you want. There's very little consequence. That is the storyline of Rick and Morty. <laughs> That's what they do is he's got a portal where he can just jump from reality to reality. It's have you you've never seen? I've never seen. You should really look it up. I mean, yeah, it, based on a lot of the crap, they throw uh, a lot of joking and legit science and shit in there. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm sure to some degree it's making fun of some shit, uh, but just some of the principles. It always catches, like, it's it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, they'll have, like, interdimensional cable, and it'll be just, like, some dudes just talking, like, you put a, uh, hey, make fun of this. Uh, poopy face, McButthole <laughs> land. Like that kind of yeah. improvisational feel yeah. to a lot of the stuff. But then you, it's the little things. They're just something in the background that happens. And you're like, oh, that's fucking amazing. That's real. <laughs> that's a real, that's a real science right there. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and that the idea is that, uh, like you had said, there are infinite possibilities of realities. That's under the principle that there is a multiverse yeah and i have to assume if there's not a multiverse then time travel is not possible because it would be the same repeated break but under the principle that there is one timeline which is why if we go back it's still we're there but we would also be there like you see yeah oh you'd see your past self sort of thing uh it would that would be fragile which is the other half of it. Like, oh, you can't go back in time and fuck with stuff because then it breaks everything and there's only one line. The multiverse explains all the other lines. Uh, but uh, you just you couldn't unravel or shatter, shatter reality yeah. in a multiverse situation to which time travel could be possible. And if your little black hole portal thing if that's the sense maybe under a dick uh being crushed down by that amount of stuff we see that as people died right like yeah squish maybe it it's transferring molecules. like flash frozen type thing but like flash crushed and that on that microscopic level or whatever compression happened maybe that would be maybe that's what the big bang is each time is an expansion like when we would discuss that it's a big bang and an explosion the big bang is expands, the galaxy the universe around it, shit out right? of the black hole well and you uh, and each time it's reduced well and i'm just saying okay so when you think about the big bang maybe where the explosion least... of things happen and then you know we're just where we are in this big expanding universe right what if it only seems like it's expanding because it was crushed down then? As it's oh. compressed and it gets smaller, would everything around you not get Like larger? one of those washcloths that are super compressed, you put water on it and it grows? Uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> a, a shrinky dink? Is that what they're called? You put like it's a little, like a little square, yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah. a dinosaur when you're yes, done with it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's a shrinky dink. Is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember no. they had a towel. They had a yeah. towel that <laughs> yeah. was in a, like a tiny little square. I got one and then you the dollar put water on it. It was the worst feeling towel in the. It felt like so goddamn rough. sandpaper. So rough. Fucking sandpaper. No, not Look at this like magical that. towel not, that cuts your skin. Not, not like that whatsoever. Um, <laughs> just in the sense that okay, like this room, right? The room that we're in is this big, so. If you think about the Big Bang and its explanation is that the universe expanded and 
that would be like the dimensions of this room shooting out and now it's like you know a million miles in all directions right oh okay that's what you'd think of an expansion but in the same principle that you got hit with a shrink ray and you're like honey i shrunk the kid's shit and you look around the room's gonna look enormous because you're now an ant oh you know what i mean maybe that's the expanding we're seeing is it's a constant compression oh and because with black holes when you hit that event horizon on the singularity there and it goes and you're at that point the image seems to be frozen and then slowly dissipates as it gets smaller from what we can see that's the only thing to the best same idea as light is that we see that's what it is is by then they say that the object would have been long gone but the light there the signature remains like when we get the when you see the center of the milky way how it's that very bright cluster of stars in the center and that's around the spin it is believed that that is a super large black hole pulling all that in which means we're not in this perfect little orbit the only reason that we're in any sort of orbit is we continue to move based on all the little gravities yeah so it's not such this little domino thing as much as it is balance through gravity hmm. uh, but because then under the principle that it's a large black hole because then when you see those strips of light being pulled that would be the black hole absorbing these stars swallowing them so if that is crushing them condensing it all into these small black holes if they are not actually destroyed and instead somehow compressed and we see that as oh they were teleported it's not that they're in a different point in space. It's that they're smaller. So, so we can't even see them. Yeah. They would be so small uh, that, and and if we're currently. So once again, changing the frequency of what we can pick up, because no that's really what frequency mechanics. is. It's different sizes of particles. Mm-hmm. That's exactly like the quantum mechanics and the sub-quantum level. Like if you watched any of those, uh, the, the Avenger movies, the whole Ant-Man thing yeah all of that going down shrinking down time moving slower uh and they even make fun of it i think in one of the actual avengers movie uh where they try and send somebody back in time and he like goes from a baby to an oh yeah that was in yeah yeah, that was the instant of time flowing through him not him flowing through time yeah so that would be the two ends of the principles on the time travel there is whether or not you would be the same age if you traveled back in time or if the effects of time being a constant would still affect you physically. So if I tried to make a time machine and go back in time to before I was born, I would then die in the process because I would not be born. You know, like when I go back to two minutes after I was born and then me in the time machine would just be a baby. Whether I have my consciousness or not is far speculative and unknown. Well, there's a theory, speaking of which, a theory that says that even if you did go back, the idea that you would be able to meet your other self, you would have no memories of you. Or you would have known about it before it ever happened. It would just be a constant in your mind because you going into the future to come back to meet you would mean the you that went to the future in the first place would have met you again in the first place and you would have ended up in a loop, which is why you cannot meet yourself. And it's a constant going. So in that same linear timeline process, that's why you cannot go back in time because you'd boom and then you cannot react, interact with anything detrimental because then you would be in this feedback loop. If I go back and talk to myself about what I'm doing right now and he goes to do that himself, it becomes an infinite loop of this always happening. 
Groundhog Day. <laughs> In another episode, we actually talked about the concept of an alien civilization that is doomed in the future that could have, manages you know, a way to go back and that's why we have had advanced. leaps in civilization of but technology that would still be under like almost no like if i were to be an advanced scientist and i would go back into time to give myself the notebook of advanced science i probably wouldn't sign it my name i probably wouldn't hand it to him and be like hey bud this is me talking okay yeah. this is you here do this trust me <laughs> And then he does that, like that's an altered. Yeah, he's working towards a purpose, but if you just find a book about it and then you go about it and do it, you know, there's no, oh, I don't know it came from the future, I don't know this, so then it would alter the timeline, but that's still multiverse shit talking. Yeah. Because then that would have been like, okay, so we're in this timeline and that's terrible, so we keep altering our own timeline, causing alternate splits. But our timeline makes it. Fuck the rest of them. Who cares if all these other dimensions, there's an infinite amount of them. And if that is an actual truth, it would, I'm not going to say justify, but it would explain a lot of governmental behavior. Like their willingness to, that, oh, they say all lives matter, but we'll just throw these 10 in front of the car to, yeah. you know, take the bullets before we go. You know, whatever. Oh, those 10 weren't a problem. We can, there's, limitless yeah <laughs> it's like an ant nobody feels bad for stepping on a pile of them because there's always going to be a ants. billion there's of them. always going to be ants yeah there's, there's never <laughs> yeah not going to be ants so what do you do you think that the multiverse theory might play a part in the time loss scenario in in uh in a number of abduction scenarios do you think there's a oh. do you think there's a tie-in to the multiverse theory that potentially that You'd have to assume that, okay, if there's a multiverse and then there's somebody uh, transferring between the dimensions abducting people, yeah, uh, that maybe they don't have that science. Like, we give them all the credit. Like, they're, oh, we measure stuff down to the, the 500th decimal point, but uh, they might have just been like, oh, it was around 1030, right? And we come back and they're like, oh, no, it was actually, you know, midnight. Yeah. So then they're like, I don't know what happened in that hour and a half. Maybe they, you know, overshot it. Yeah. it's uh, We don't know that for sure. And I think that that's where it gets kind of janky is well, we it, like to think that if they're advanced, that they're precise. Well, and if they have the technology to jump dimensions, go through time like that, <clears throat> use the fabric of time and space to their advantage – then to me it would be like you might feel like three hours went by when really it was five seconds as opposed to the other way, which is generally they feel like it's been five seconds, but it's really been three hours. Well, and what if we have, or not we, I guess, well, maybe, I don't know, but if there are extraterrestrials, may, we're always assuming that they have this or have that, and it's all laser beams and this and that. What if they had technology that uh, we're able to create alternate temporal fluxes to where you just in a localized area, like here's this prison, right? Time moves more slow for them. Boom, because they're in a separate temporal flux inside of our already naturally existing I temporal like flux. Like a time bubble. It's like a time bubble. So either they would move slower or faster, however you see fit. If there was, say, 
a god that was not like what the Bible portrays him out, but just some dude scientist guy that's just like got a bunch of tables around him. Like, mm, you move at three times speed. You move one time speed. You move with, you know, this and that. Here's some water. Here's some dust. You know, sprinkled it every which way at different temporal fluxes to where time either sped up to where he could wait for, say, life to sprout whatever, like, you know, you put these minerals, you put these base building blocks, amino acids, building blocks for life inside of a temporal flux with an extremely accelerated timeline. So like weaponized time would be what relative time, like relative time. Like we're like, oh, 2.5 billion years, but we are the one that came up with a year. You know, it's, this could have been three days to if there were gods. That plays into your snot theory, Mike. It does. That's the well. That's kind of the whole the temporal flux or the same principle of the subquantum mechanics, like going down and then time moving slower and slower and slower. Same thing. Uh, yeah, just the alien going to grab the rag to wipe the snot off the wall. Yeah, but yeah, it's similar to that. But this would be far more controlled instead of that just being the natural way that the temporal field would react. Like we are this size, so time moves at this speed to us. But as I say, an ant. I mean, if it runs across the carpet there and you're watching, it's just like, and you know, after five minutes, it's made it a good 20 feet. How does it perceive time? Yeah. I doubt that was 20 minutes to him. I'm sure that was a lot longer because that was like me walking 50 blocks. Yeah. If that was in relation to my size, like I lay down and I'm almost as far as he walked. And that's the time is relative. Exactly, yeah. and that well, that's the theory. We yeah. obviously, I can't just be like, "Hey, buddy." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they live at such crazy different times, but it's usually based on the breeding cycle, not based on that. Like, if they live a long time, they tend to have a slower breeding cycle, you know, or a lower survival rate. Like, uh, we do it for fun, yeah. so we're kind of off of that curve. But say, you know. Uh, they live 50 years as an animal, so they'll breed three times in their life to try and prolong the species as compared to something that lives like, oh, these turtles live to be 400. They breed twice their entire life. Well, and that that goes, feeds into also the theory that if you have a species that lives a long time, billions of years, Mm-hmm. Are they going to spread as fast as a civilization that, that has? That depends on their intelligence. Yeah. Because. If they can create versus procreate. Uh, yeah. Like if <clears throat> turtles living several hundred years, whatever, if they bred for fun like we did, like they were just like, hey, lady. <laughs> yeah. Made a bunch of turtles. And then two days later, we're like, hey, so different lady turtle. <laughs> Differently, do that again, you know, whatever. So, boom, 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 and keep knocking it out. Yeah, and that's one turtle. But, uh, if it's an intelligent species that lives 200 years, whatever, uh, they can choose to breed at that rate. It's whatever, like, whatever their birth cycle is. So, say it's, I don't know if it's the same as ours, like the females carry the baby. We're pregnant nine months, they're pregnant three years. Yeah, um, you know, because they live to be 200, whatever. And then every three years you can do it to have more and more babies, whatever. And who knows how many they have. Or maybe they're like spiders and they lay 200 eggs. Well, exactly. That's what I'm, it's, that's for the sheer survivability is like same thing with turtles. They lay a bunch of eggs. Very few of them survive. So the concept is that despite 
the frequency despite the you know whatever the whatever it is that uh, fluctuates how these things are done whether it's a, a different universe or whatnot mm. there's not enough evidence to say one way or the other or if there is it's not being shared yeah because if our government understands and can make localized temporal fluxes to where they're just like oh shit some stuff's about to go down in dc boom hit that shit with a temporal flux you know time's moving very slow enough time for them to move at their normal speed to get to dc while everything's all moving super fucking slow in dc until they get there and then they're like cool we can handle this now like you said if they have figured out frequency if they have figured out time mm -hmm. anything would be possible anything exactly yeah because it's because they could manipulate both frequency and time and therefore yeah and, yeah. and even still, that would have to assume the multiverse project because, I mean, like, it's just, it leaves too many infinite possibilities. That's why I say it either isn't possible or all of it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. not really an in-between, like, oh, well, some of it's possible. No. Okay, because if some of it's possible, someone's going to figure out how to make all of it possible. Yeah, That's exactly. just the way time goes. <laughs> well, and I, I think, you know, Back to the idea of is it religious, is it physical, the abductions. I think we, you know, we have definitely talked a lot about MKUltra experiments and how they've manipulated the brain to what I believe a lot of abduction scenarios are, are implanted memories that are then, you know, your mind fills in the details. So it's almost like a templated experience yeah. and then you know when you put it into an individual that's Matt had lives. a certain the abduction exactly and so with that being said now you add in a potential for you know a psychedelic experience if they're you know able to create that weaponize that mm -hmm. which as as we said my cat cinnamon if if you're hearing this in the background the me constant meows that's you man I have a cat that's wearing a cone of shame, and he hates it, and therefore he's he's uh, making sure everybody else hates it, too. Anyways, but he just wants to join in the conversation, that's all, but he's got the sweetest squeak ever. Little cinnamon. Poor guy. Cone of shame. Anyways, but uh, so, yeah, so th this theory that... Um, a shamanic experience, something that's psychedelic in nature, healing that expands the mind for a spiritual experience that transports you, <coughs> whether it's your conscious self, your physical self, to a different reality, a different dimension in which you are encountering these entities. And what a lot of people come back from these experiences with some form of message, whether it's one of peace, a warning, um, you know, answers for their own life. These are these are very common scenarios for people that experience a psychedelic. Now you have the same thing with a lot of alien abductions. They come back with answers to their own life. They come back with an expanded. Obviously, their perspective is expanded, um, and so to me, the the meaning of it is very parallel. The meaning that in both scenarios, you are coming to the conclusion that there is more out there than just you. 
I think that's the most similar aspect to a shamanic experience and an alien abduction is that in both scenarios, you are put through an experience to come through the other end with some type of message, whether it is that we are not alone in the universe or whether it's I need to create world peace and this is how I'm going to do it or that the warning, we got to save the whales, whatever it is that we're told it could be based on our own perceptions of what reality is. It could be based on, you know, obviously we're influenced by a lot of media now. So I, I think, you know, that placebo effect is even more apparent now than ever before. You take an ancient civilization that believed in gods and they were having the same experiences, but they always attributed it to, uh, gods and to deities whereas in this scenario you are attributing it to um oh my god now he's on the desk cinnamon he was sitting with me what are you doing go on uh, go on to... go on go on oh he can't jump he's got that big old gap he just he just is so lonely come here Jim, now. Come on. anyways but um I think the parallels, you know, and we, we, once again, I think you have three different levels here. You have organic experiences, which are from potential entities from another dimension or space that are coming in contact with people and communicating with people. Then you have the other side of it, which is a spiritual experience in which somebody is utilizing an external source to put themselves in communication with beings. And there's... Another, I feel, and then like, the government one, which is where they attack you. Well, and I feel like there's even uh, far more uh, less conspiracy-like uh, answer for some of that is that when they do some of these drugs, that maybe it's not you know an implanted memory or anything, but as much as the reason they're also similar and yet always some minor differences and details is what if this is just that other 90 percent of the brain that we're not using having minor activity during these times and we don't know how to perceive it because it's not a part of our usual everyday wheelhouse like you hit so it's beyond our comprehension and we look for relatable answers like this other living thing oh i saw some crazy lights or whatever well if you see some lights and you're a little dizzy and you're kind of out of it you also might have a tumor (laughs) <laughs> just true. saying true that's just as likely yeah if not more likely so if it comes down to like dmt like taking it and going to these whoosh you fly out to like what seems like space and you see these other things and you understand things about yourself maybe you had more clarity accessing that additional however much percent allowed at the time and that your mind afterward is playing catch up but if you come back knowing things about yourself Maybe you took a good internal look using 15% of your brain instead of eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that's also possible, but never really regarded. That's true. It's nobody talks about any of that. So if everyone's like, oh, these entities of light or these mass hallucinations or things like that, the mass hallucinations, I can get down on the government doing some sort of testing and drugged an area or whatever. What but. if what if that other 90% of our brain is like an old school operator board where what the what the entities 
quote unquote do is flip those switches and plug in certain frequencies to where it tunes in certain parts of the brain for certain well, people. And even we, to a degree, understand uh, how to affect people emotionally with frequencies. We do yeah, it with music exactly. all the time. That's right. A sad song, you can tell what a sad song is with or without vocals. That's true. That's all a good it takes point. is the instrument. So that's the same thing. And that's why we interpret certain sounds differently. And that also differs per gender. Like, we'll perceive frequencies different than a female will. Yeah. So, on a species level, if they've understood how to manipulate a calming effect just by a frequency. Yeah. Like, maybe it doesn't have to be music. Maybe it's a smell. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's a certain shade of light, something that we don't visually process. But they say, like, oh, I don't know, you show a dog red light or something, and it promotes healthy eating habits or some shit. Yeah. Like, I've heard that. I don't know how true it is, but I've heard yeah. that. So well, certainly, if, colors. Mm-hmm. Well, that's which the idea. a dog does not see colors. Yeah. So why the fuck would it matter if I showed it a red light Good or point. a green light? Because it's about the frequency of the light. Exactly. So something about that alters its And behavior. pets, dogs and pets have different, they pick up at different frequencies and. Yeah. they all, Well, they have the tapetum lucidum to where light is reflected twice behind their eyes That's compared right. to what's only done once to ours. That's right. So that's and sounds, why. of course, they can hear, mm-hmm. you know, frequencies. Well, depending on the animal, yeah. yeah. Just like sharks and stuff like that, they uh, can follow a fault line. They can detect the magnetism Yeah. with just those little dots on their nose. Yeah. The little Lorenzini line. Exactly. It's it, To me, it's amazing to think about the different possibilities. Like you said... The typical theories about aliens and UFOs and the paranormal are that, you know, the paranormal is dead people mm-hmm. and that aliens are distant people. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be a lot more complicated than that. It really might be that. And I, I really, you know, and I don't, I really think that there's something to the idea that the paranormal ghosts demons, paranormal things like that are residual energies, either historical energies, future energies that we are tapping into periodically because the majority of them are 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 quick. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's prolonged visually, prolonged hearing wise. And footsteps, an apparition, a ghost, you know whatever it is that you're seeing hearing those are different frequencies. The fact that you don't see anything could be that you're tuning into the frequency of hearing it without the same frequency as seeing it, but it's still there. Or the fact that you're seeing it without hearing it, same thing, but in reverse. Well, and that's the thing. We and that UFOs and everything is the same them. thing. Maybe they're yeah. always there, but they're always in a different light frequency, and then all of a sudden... Well, you know, and just you, and we can even speculate that, uh, like the supernatural, just being trans-dimensional beings, not yeah. something that lived once here and then died and came back, but the energy that is a collective and then transfers in between dimensions. If that's the case, and then why we only hear them or see them for split seconds would be them unsure how possibly, but just phasing in and out of different realities. Yeah. 
So maybe that's why when you talk about that little ghost box thing, it's like... Oh, the, it's just, the spirit box. Yeah, that's yep. still just flipping through radio waves. That's not flipping through a bunch of different... <laughs> Fat-ass fuck. Oh, I, <laughs> that I cat feel, just <laughs> dived at Mike. Literally that. just... Mike can't see him, and all of a sudden he's got a coned fat cat that just barrel chested him. <laughs> what he's a dumbass. Fine. He's fine. He loves me. Oh, my God. He likes the bats. He is so tortured right now. Anyways, my cat keeps fucking coming in here and being disruptive. Inquisitive. But we're talking about the is, supernatural. Yeah, no shit. No shit. The cat like, is tuning sh- into sh- it. Don't he's say like, anymore. I'm one. an alien. There's one. That's in right. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot more to these frequencies, you know, than we want to throw labels on it as in the occult and UFOs and everybody's got to have a have a label. Well, it's just all and things that what if it's understood. all the same thing? What if it's all the same thing, mm. but it's just it's just Presented different. Differently. Exactly. Different materials. What I, here's a new theory that I just thought about. What if, similar to what's going on now where people are, are gender identifying, um, you know, they're, they're uh, dictating who they are and what they are. Mm-hmm. What if in the future it's not just gender identity, but now it's material? What are you made out of? If you what could if, just change yeah. what you're made out of? What if you could become like electricity then that's your and so when we see something that registers as infrared or whatever maybe it's maybe it's like you can pick and choose maybe that's what the afterlife is it's like a customization screen where you get to go back and be like all right you made it through the tutorial so now you get to pick your character and go on thank free, you for go participating in go life, in free roam beta tests go in free roam <laughs> you only get two lives you like use one the Thank matrix you. the matrix yeah. had it half right they considered it like programs but what if it's more than that what if what if it's literally like we are in the introduction to being a, a thing i always took in the most rudimentary sense of it like oh no i cut my outer shell whereas in the future like when you become your real thing there is no such thing as cutting your outer shell because you're made of energy and light I always took that at a far less face value, the Matrix. I used it as we design computers to simulate what our brains already do, right? Artificial oh, okay, brain. yeah. That's what we're trying to do with the computer. Yeah. So I feel like when all these things like, oh, we're in this computer program and this and I can do this and that and this and just because I want to. Yeah. Uh, well, does that not seem like accessing the additional portions of your brain? We can design a supercomputer to what? Use 10% of our brain? We yeah. still have 90% of untapped potential. Yeah. So if in the Matrix, if that's what superheroes are, if that's what, why in all these cultures, doesn't matter where, what part of the world, what time frame, why do they all believe in a being that are much more impressive than them? Yeah. Like these dudes do nothing but wear togas and those weird little Caesar <laughs> things on their ears. And yet they got like 40 gods that just like are bad ass, like boom, chariots of fire. Let me fucking hit this guy in the face with some lightning bolts. Shit like that. Why is it like that? Always. Like, could that possibly just be that if there were these beings or whatever, 
or ancient races or whatever that they just learned to use 90% more of their brain or however much more. I mean, at the point that we totally use 10, can you imagine using 25? Yeah. That's like Superman times. Well, and all the things we do with 10. With 10, yeah, just what we do. like Consciousness, simultaneous things, breathing, walking, the fact that so many things are like passive abilities that you just do. And I have to assume that these physics majors and just that made a life's profession of it use more than 10. If I use 10, (laughs) that guy uses like 17. I feel like they're just being nice about it. And just like, no, everybody uses 10. Don't even An remember. average, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, like, uh, the people use 10. No, there's no way that that guy uses 10 and that guy also uses 10. <laughs> there's no fucking way. Yeah. One uses three, one uses 45 or that's something. Right. Yep. So, but if that's the case, you know, why is it always like maybe flight is possible? Maybe there's the ability to manipulate time or gravity or things of that and that's what's holding us because our bodies regenerate we have great immune systems to the point that if not for gravity that's why they debate whether time uh, can be measured by anything but relativity is everything ages that eventually gravity pulls down and whatever if we could uh, somehow manipulate that gravitational field to where it would lessen on you for always like all the time like your body just didn't feel those so you'd never have the saggy under the eyes you'd never have age wrinkles whatever and your body could just continuously do it rather than oh well after 75 years of 8.5 pounds per square inch crushing down on your liver it finally gave out now you're like 400 because your body and cells can continuously regenerate because they're never being crushed. So what if that would be because just tapping into other things like this whole DARPA defense program that uh, is regrowing limbs yeah, and that sort of stuff. What if that is just an injection that I, I what if. OK, so this guy uses 20 percent of his brain. So not unlike a horse, which I'm with a much higher immune system, we inject him with something, you know, whatever. So, you know, here's hepatitis. Yeah. Uh, and then we extract the enzymes from the horse and the antibodies and stuff. And that's usually how we do uh, vaccines. That's how we make them is you know, usually a horse. But if we're doing that with, say, people using 20 percent of their brains and some reason their brains neurological response is now controllable like our immune systems just do what they do right imagine more than double the brain power that's just automatically firing in the background like you don't have to think about breathing now what if you don't have to think about getting sick because your mind's just like boom nope not even a thing yeah so now you're never sick you're never so it's almost like like diverting power exactly it could be well you see that with like alligators too when they're or crocodiles when they go underwater yeah, they slow their heart rate to almost nothing, so that way their body uses less oxygen. So that way they can sit there and watch and wait quietly for something to come up to the water's edge. So if a being has, if they could have enough of their brain, or that's just our race. This is not even talking about another being. Yeah, this is just us. If humans use, say, even sixty percent of our brains, who knows what were possible? That's fifty percent more. 
of our brain being used in total. So like you said, with the diversion where if our body did not have to keep doing all these passive functions, mm -hmm. that it could potentially put all of its effort and energy into brain power. Exactly. Like we're rudimentary. We go camping, we grab some sticks. Yeah. Fire. Okay. What if just understanding things better with this high thing, what if you could do some little trick or whatever with air and like condense it? Now you've got some clear beam or ball or whatever. I don't know. You just flick it and it just like flies. It's like well, that's exactly air, anything. That's exactly what I've said about telekinesis <laughs> exactly. is the idea that. Look, the only separation between us now and someone that can move objects with their brain is that if you, like you just said, if you have the complete and total understanding of every molecule, even if you don't and have particle those between you and that, that object, working, yeah. and how to manipulate all the energy around that to move it without physical interaction. We'll just think, yeah, because what if. So if they have the same capability, they would be able to manipulate time because well, if they have if they have yeah, knowledge, it, it's possible. It's whatever, because like what you're saying with telekinesis to me, that's every living thing has an electrical field. Yeah. Right. That's what most animals have special senses to feel. Like yeah. They can tell when that thing twitched. Yeah. Because they could f f sense the electricity. So if we were able to because we have one. What if some of that percentage of your brain allowed you to manipulate that? Like, you don't even know how or why, but just all of a sudden you could, like, no different than, like, uh, stretched, you know? Oh, I figured out I can pop my knuckle. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you just do something like that and you discharge a little of your electrical field or be able to focus it in a certain direction based on just, I don't know, whether you're even thinking about it, just something like a natural defense system. That's usually not everything can just like run up and do what it's going to do. It's usually in a defense situation, last resort type thing. A bee's going to sting, but it dies, whatever. Uh, if we learn to do like something's on us, like it's a very dangerous situation, something large animal, violent person grabs you, your senses automatically and set that off to where you like push him off you without even trying yeah. as a telekinetic reaction. Yep. But that that's all that would be. It wouldn't be some of this thought of, oh, no, that's voodoo or witchcraft or, you know, that's X-Men stuff. Yeah. It's, no, that's a very real thing. It's, if you, that's all an electric eel does. Well, it's kind of like the concept of, of even down to simple as twins being on the same frequency pattern of thoughts mm -hmm. and memories and even, like, down to the point of women synchronizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's all like that's and it's, it's body sensing each other yeah and Just and cells uh, tuning each, each other, other to the same frequency so if, if you have so now you you add in there like you said added brain power mm -hmm. along with the body's natural ability to connect to frequencies and now you're able to manipulate those frequencies mm. i would like an actual study to be done because I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of misogynists out there that are going to disagree with me, <laughs> but I firmly believe females use more of their brain than we do. Just whether, I'm not saying intelligence, I'm not saying this guy is smarter than her or vice versa. I think that we have ovaries too, but we don't use them. They don't do anything. Wait, you think we have ovaries? We, we do have ovaries. We what, do? Men yes, have ovaries? they just don't work. They're dead. They don't do anything. Are you sure about that? 
Yeah, that's why we also I'm have Googling a little bit okay. right now. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Continue on. Yeah. Um, what if because we can't just you know make a baby? Yeah. But frogs have learned to be able to. If there's no females, some of the dudes just become ladies. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, in the survival thing. So that's something that if that's somewhere in that dormant ninety percent of our brain, what if that could be the case? Like that's no longer. Oh, the population. You know, who knows how that would go. Um, but if just having these things, like what if, what is it? The appendix? Nobody knows what the thing does. Nobody. It's just, that's true. It's there. What if during somewhere in that thing, that thing is the key to 900 years more life. (laughs) You know, we've been just removing it because it hurts. So Mike, it says that the only men that would have ovaries are ones that were originally a woman. And oh, had really? a sex change, or a little shriveled guys in there. Someone that, that was dead. born a hermaphrodite, well, which is naturally an yeah. unusual disorder when a baby or animal had both genitalia. I don't know if I call it a disorder. <laughs> well, or just you know added well, toys. Yeah, because uh, I wouldn't call it like a Swiss am- Army knife. Uh, I mean, but in a person, well, hyenas are that way. They got both. What? Yeah, the females have a mock penis. A mock penis. Yeah. You want to look that up, too? Yeah, I'm going to look that up. I want to see what a mock penis looks like. I'm pretty sure that's how my penis has been described in the past. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's just for show. It's just for show. No, don't touch it. That's a cardboard cutout. (laughs) It's crazy to me that we went from... um, yeah, we were in space, and now we're looking. <laughs> now up, we're talking about hyenas. We are looking up hyenas, hermaphroditic natures. <laughs> What'd you call it? What what kind of a, a penis? penis? A mock penis. Mock penis. It's uh yeah, because they're a matriarchy, so it's a female that runs it. No shit, and they just gotta have balls. No, I didn't say they're balls. They had a penis. Testicles are not penis. Very interesting. Uh. You going to announce this for the readers? Yeah, well, I'm just trying to find the right one. I don't know why I call them readers. Nobody's reading anything we're talking. The anatomy of the spotted hyena, known more commonly as the laughing hyena. Yeah. Females have a large, elongated clitoris and is shaped like a penis and likewise subject to erection. Holy fuck. Furthermore... The vulva has folded upon itself to resemble a scrotum, complete with two fatty deposits where the testicles would be. Fuck yeah! Oh my god. That's phenomenal! Fucking phenomenal! Okay, now that's just saying, like, that's... (laughs) Let's try and spin this back towards the show. Uh, that's just on our planet. Some of our carbon-based life on how it's formed in the yeah, same no environment shit. as us. So now a mi- a imagine a species. For all we know, we're supposed to be yeah. come from a monkey. For all we know, that thing came from a squirrel like nine million years ago or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. who's to say on another planet? And, and I like how we always just think one species. Yeah. You notice that when we talk about a planet, it's like, oh, this one, it's this one race alien. You don't have animals. You don't have anything. Yeah. It's just you. Just you. Just you. Just yeah. plain nothing. Smooth-ass planet. Some buildings. 
you five tall dudes, not an animal here. What do you guys do for food? Yeah. Like what? I I mean, even if you don't need it, like what? There's you ex- if there's no other animals, assume that they are going to kill you. Yeah. Assume that they wiped everything off that planet because just in bacterial form, you're going to get more than one result. Evolution is going to spawn. Gonna, yeah. If we came, creatures. we were just the dominant bacteria, which by the way, like when we talk about the whole amoeba thing uh, and the whole difference in going down. Yeah. Just think about looking like you should go back and watch that movie Evolution now. Oh, I dude, my my mother-in-law loves that movie. It's so every time movie. she comes over, we watch it. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you've watched it oh, recently. multiple times. With the principle of thinking about all of that just in a panspermia-like uh, complex. Like, it spread everywhere. This is just the different types of life that are all... And this is all from And we've talked rock. about that before, that the nitrogen levels, everything that's unique to an environment would create a different... You, you take the same... Like you had said, you take the same molecules and put them in different environments... And it will spawn different types based on the. I mean, that's why our sky is blue because yeah. the water is. And other planets because of the nitrogen so levels of water. Hydrogen or something yeah. in the air, and it comes through, and the light's yellow. So, like yellow, you said, so we could all orange. be. Yeah, we could literally be all one type of bacteria that has ever existed, one type, one rock, split into nine thousand little dirt clod pebbles, every which way landed on some bigger rocks eventually atmospheres or whatever goes down with these celestial formations. And then on the ones that could sustain life with whatever it had did all the same stuff mutated in different ways. If I take one type of bacteria here on earth, hit it with gamma rays, you get the Hulk, you hit it with, you know, radio waves, whatever, you know, these other electrons, protons, whatever, you're going to get different results. So why would it be so outlandish to think on other planets it'd be the same thing? It's you got ninety test tubes full of different stuff. They have you do that in every science class. Every kid did it. Well, we're gonna leave you with this: the sperm whale, the sperm whale. ejaculates four hundred gallons you of ever sperm. Think that maybe that's why the ocean's so salty. Oh. But you take that one creature, that one creature that just nuts a gigantic load of 400 gallons into the into the ocean every time, which thank God they're not like a pubescent teenager, or we assume. But imagine, imagine that out in space somewhere you have the horny teenager of sperm whales that just going around... Pregnant, 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 pregnant to all these different planets. Just over every single one of them. Like uh, like, like some crazy weird flasher dude that just goes around and jizzes on people. Good God. It'd be the same. It'd be the same thing. Except with a. That's not the same. That's not the same thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just. That creepy guy in your neighborhood wearing the trench coat. <laughs> That's how the universe was made, baby. Gotcha, bitch. That's how it di- <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That scene from Super Troopers. That's how the universe got made. Oh, no, it's not this penis. Oh, run away. <laughs> that. That's what we're going with. That's what we're leaving with. Yes. Guys, That's think about that. Yes. Brown trench coat. Very pale body. Think- <laughs> 
veiny. <laughs> think about veiny. think about the sperm whale of the galaxy. Okay, the universe, a sperm whale of the universe, a gigantic creature just jizzing all over the universe, leaving its cream genes everywhere, and then from those cream genes props up us. I suppose that if you want to get in a less crude fashion, that that could be the whole concept of God, whether or not. Whoa. <laughs> Just saying, if it's, well, I'm not saying some dude was like, let there be light. Dude, that's the whole metaphor for Moby Dick. The white whale, he was actually chasing God, who happens to sperm 400 gallons into the universe. Pretty sure he was chasing dehydration. Uh, he was he was thirsty he was in the middle of the ocean for way too long okay he's that's you don't drink the water oh the white whale but no just in the sense that it would be the one source that all life would have come from i'm not saying that it's in the same religious way so not in the traditional form yeah an entity a deity or anything whether it was just the perfect perfect blah 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 (laughs) Perfect circumstances for this one thing, whatever the first. Well, okay, thing that you want to take the principle life. of ejaculation. I don't. <laughs> I do not want a to take black it. hole. It could be that spew just. Well, that's one, and like I said, I would like to have more information on a black hole, because if it is just condensing all these things down, then pushing it out somewhere else or collecting it all in a tiny ball compressed energy until the black hole would be filled. We don't know. Maybe that takes much longer than we've been around. So maybe it just fills and fills and fills and like in a reverse setup because that's what you see with a planet that's dying or a star that's dying. It eventually starts imploding, goes in, shoots energy and stuff everywhere, right? So if this black hole is taking it all in in a reverse form and then eventually gets so full that it cannot sustain itself and explodes shattering all of its collective parts that it's absorbed lights you know stars people whatever whatever paste it made from crushing all that stuff together explodes out into wherever maybe that's how new metals are formed maybe it has absorbed enough asteroids full of random metals that that huge crushing force has pressed them together to where it melded molecules and that new metals and then explode and then maybe it's happening in such deep space that that's why we're still finding more and more new types of shit that we don't understand all the time. Because it's always being produced. Because it's always changing in that sense. Like it, New sperm. Yeah, when people talk about, oh, well, it's, you know, we're this way, that's because we're here. It's Even if it was the same thing going everywhere, that's one thing. That's the first time. Yeah. Then say we form this way, that form this way, that form this way. Those are changes to that genetic code, whether it be from the initial, because that could be the whole, like I said, it could be misconstrued for the religious aspect, made in his image. Does that not sound like genetics? Yeah. It's if you have a kid, oh, what's worse? Oh, he looks just like you. Yeah. Made in your image. So if it's in that sense, everybody had that. So in some form, whatever this base. We'll call it the father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever that had, everybody got a little bit of those traits. But then as we explored outwards, our individual bacteria have spread elsewhere. 
And then Therefore, it's picking on. up new traits. New things, so new traits. So it would not even seem like whatever it initially came from. I'm because, sure none yeah. of us look initially like whatever this initial source of genetics came from. Like whatever it was was what it was there. Yeah. And if we had been formed there, then we'd have been like that. But we weren't. We were formed here, so we look like this. There you have it, folks. There you have it. Panspermia. Sperm whales ejaculating 400 gallons. That's a takeaway. Take that with you. And uh, anyways, thanks again for joining us for another fantastic episode and uh, of UFO No. And, uh, with a splash of marine biology. Yeah, that's right. This one took a weird turn. But uh, anyways, like thanks again. Once again. Planet for, right. uh, for filling us full of the facts of, well... Sperm whales and yeah. uh, hyenas, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mock dick. The mock cock. <laughs> Neither one is one. The mock penis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You go back to health, bro. Anyways, thanks again, everybody, for listening to another episode. Check out our other episodes and uh, make sure and share this one. And uh, once again, thanks. Tune in for another episode soon. Pretty much every Saturday, I think we're going to be able to put a new one out. So. Tune in and uh, once again, follow us on Facebook and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Yeah.